Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. New York City's game one down. The building almost fell down. The people showed up. We took the Bucks apart. Me and my partner Sam is ready to talk hoop. Let's get right into it. Samuel, I'm going to tell you something from the heart, from the best part of myself I am drawing this energy out to tell you this thing yesterday or last night at Barclays Center was one of the most special nights with my son I've ever had because he's 8 years old and every kid has a threshold some kids cross it at 5 or 6 other kids are, you know, really early. My son is into it, but there's so many other things like Fortnite <laughs> that are easier to love, and even NBA 2K is better than watching a <laughs> basketball game, right? Sure. But there was something in the air. There was something special about last night that. This kid stood the entire game. Just stood. Like, we would have to, like, pull him down. He'd sit for three seconds, stand right back up, and jump. Like, he he doesn't know how to cheer. He's more, he's like most of the Brooklyn Nets fans. We don't, we don't necessarily have any customs yet. We don't have that many cheers besides Brooklyn. And, um, but it was magnificent, man. You know, I, 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 um, I have to say, how how would you uh, describe it? Yeah, I mean, look, it's – I think at every game – I've now been to, I think, three games in the last, like, month or so. Uh, going to the, Went to the last regular season game, went to game two of the Celtics series, and then game one of the Bucks series. And it's getting better and better as it goes, which is, like, all you can ask for. Um, and, you know, there's there really is something special about the crowded – at Barclays. I think it's not just, um, I think it's not just the diversity in people, which I think is great and something you don't see. And honestly, almost any of the other New York sport, it, it, other sports teams, which like, you know, for a city that prides itself on its diversity, a lot of times when you go to sporting events, like it, you basically end up seeing one type of person that's there the entire time. And Barclays is just different from that. And yeah. the vibe is, the vibe isn't, you know, like I think sometimes people use like the vibe like family friendly to to to, to describe uh, to describe like a, a baseball game, let's say. And yeah. Barclays, it's it's not like a family, it's not just like a family friendly thing. You really do feel like it's building towards something, especially as someone who like grew up going to games at the Continental Airlines slash Izod Center, and then in Newark, like barely just it felt like transplants. But this, you know, I'm seeing like all these little kids, which obviously include include your son and stuff like that, like all, all wearing like, you know, the Hardens and Durant's and the shoes and everything. And, and you just, you feel like you're building something great, which is, which is awesome. No, nah, it's a, it's a wonderful memory. And, it, and, and I, you know, I'm having, you know, snuck in, um, to, uh, uh, MSG playoffs via friends and family in the sense of them sending me like videos of what they do over there. It's a, it's clearly an older crowd at MSG. Yep. Like, you know, my kids would not know how to dance to jump around. Like, not even my 18-year-old. She does, doesn't know that custom. When that comes around, that comes on, it's meaningless to her. And even, I, I have to say, uh, Beyonce was looking very beautiful last night. She got a... She, her and her husband, um, Jay-Z, who is very symbolic of 
of uh, a, a lot of what's happening and not just symbolic, but just hands on important to a lot that's happened in Barkley Center. This, if this was his vision, um, you know, my hats off to him because I could never have imagined um, w what we are at now. But telling thing about our crowd at Barkley Center was that they cheered louder for uh, um, Travis Scott. And my son lost it when he saw Travis Scott. Like, uh, Jay-Z, son of the borough, very responsible with the fact that, that Barclay Center even got built. James Dolan was trying to stop it. And, and part of the reason why they bought in Jay-Z was to put uh, a, a human face on the project. And, uh, <laughs> and... And then he didn't get cheered as loud as Travis Scott. So that should tell you everything you need to know about how young our crowd is, Sam. Yeah, no, totally. Let's get a little bit into the basketball. Um, no, before we get into basketball, one last thing in terms of just uh, last night that just goes to show, like, how important emotion is to the whole thing. Like, there was no emotion at the end of the Boston series. We knew we were going to beat them. It was almost just like rudimentary. It's like, all right, let's just get this over with. And the Bucks game was completely different because we didn't know. And then because of the way it started. When James Harden went out, there was like confusion. Yep. <laughs> I didn't even see him walk off. Yep. Uh, when it when I, I just started scanning Twitter when I'm like, yo, wait a second. Where's the beard? And I'm starting to look through Twitter. And I see he's injured. And I think when I when it hit me, it hit the rest of the <laughs> the building, and everyone was like, "Oh shoot, what are we gonna do?" <laughs> oh. So, I, where were you when you got the news? So, like, I mean, the early time out, I was like, "This is really weird." Nash never does this. Like, it, it couldn't have been that something happened that was like so terrible, like playing wise, because it was 43 seconds in. And then, you know, I started hearing people whispering and they're like, and they said something about Harden. And then I went on Twitter and finally, like, uh, I forgot who it was. There was, I think it was a fan that said like Harden just uh, went into the locker room and I was like, oh, okay, here we, uh, here we go. Like, uh, it's, it's starting right now. And, and honestly, I think in a lot of ways, like the, to getting to the actual basketball aspect of it, I think the first quarter in a lot of ways, it surprised me, honestly, in the way that they responded. Cause like, look, I, I, as you know, I like to play the body language doctor. And when Harden went into the locker room, like, like the Nets bench looked like pretty dejected. Like I think they all kind of knew what happened. No, I I sat on that end, and um, it, the weird thing was like all of a sudden everyone was following. All the eyes was following James Harden going back into the locker room, and the way that I started, I didn't even see him. You, you understand? I was reading the players' faces, like what's going on? The timeout, and everybody's head was watching. Looking, not even watching him go because he was gone. <laughs> they were just looking down all down the hallway of the leading to the locker room, and it was just like, I guess he's not coming back. And and it hit them, it hit us. It, it was it was very weird. It, it the whole building felt that shit. It, it it was very very weird. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, and so and so once like I, like I was looking at them and I was like, oh boy, like that like this is a total game that can get away from them quickly. Like, especially if, if they kind of, uh, if, if they kind of mentally check out a little bit or whatever it is. And I thought the fact that it like stayed as close as it did and they, and they really like salvaged the, uh, the first, the first quarter and even really the first half, like right. it was just, I think it's like, I think it's definitely a testament to the team. And I also think, I mean, I know, look, we've said this the entire year, but it's clear that like, like Kyrie just has a, freaking mission not only about yeah. win, winning for this team winning for this fan base i think he like i think beyond his connections to it to the team as like from, from a fan perspective and growing up in the jason kidd era i think mm -hmm. he loves actually that he's rooting for a team that's uh that's up and coming and newer and has a different it has a different uh vibe to it than like what he experiences with the knicks and like right. he i thought he i just thought he set the tone in 
every way, shape, and form last night. It's they're building something new, right? Yep. And and when you're building something and when you're part when you're one of the architects of any big you know, big project, there's a pride to it. He's not one of the, the carpenters. He's not one of the guys who's uh, installing the plumbing he, or a bricklayer. He's one of the architects of this thing. And I know I know people might laugh at that and might um, belittle Kyrie, but I, I think that's the thing that that ties this together. That's That's the glue in this because everything could be frivolous to someone who has $450 million in his bank account in three years. Right. Everything is frivolous to someone who's done every, um, he has a championship. He, he's not going to walk out of the NBA without a championship. They're playing for bigger things. They're playing for immortality. And I, and I remember when that all-star game video, the, the uh, Zapruder film of the NBA when the two of them were talking to each other and laughing and like what the two of us would do if we linked up and we just built something completely new. My statue would be on Atlantic. Your statue would be on Flatbush. That's that's the kind of conversations you can have, and you can see it on the court, man. Like, I, I, I don't know. Tell me about KD. Like, let's let's talk about him um, and what he did last night. Amazing game, but it wasn't even a great game, though, to be honest, right? No, I mean, look, like, I thought, I thought, um, look, they eventually switched Giannis onto him a little bit in the fourth quarter, but, like, I thought Tucker played, like, really solid D and kept with him and, and, and made him uncomfortable at times, but, like, honestly, like, it didn't really, it didn't really matter. Like, he, he, he still got his, and, but, but as you said, like, you know, KD didn't have, like, the Kawhi 45 point game in, in, uh, in game six, he didn't have like the Damian Lillard fifty-five point game, and and this was the type of game where you would have thought you would have needed that, you know, like the word a... for the, for the games that both him and Kyrie had, they just had very tidy games. Yep, and 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 the reason why they have they're so impactful is because of how much energy teams have to exert to stop either one of them, and when they exert that energy it allows other people to step up. Like, Blake Griffin was phenomenal last night, and and not for Blake Griffin things, for com- this new 2.0 version of Blake Griffin. I, 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 was it, for you, was it that he was just that good, or was it that they just were couldn't guard him with all of the energy they had to take or give up to guard uh, Kyrie and KD? Yeah, I mean, like it's kind of hard. I just, I like the the Blake thing. I I just don't know. I, I honestly have a hard time evaluating it because, like, he has some plays and like, look, you you came up with one of my favorite concepts ever, which is like, how many how many jumps does a player have left? And and so like he has moments on defense, like where like Giannis will beat him back door or whatever, and I'm like, okay, like this could be like like like, like the corpse could be getting ready to be built for him, yeah. and then. Yeah. And then he has other moments where he, like, looks pretty spry and he's hitting threes and stuff like that. And maybe it's because, like, as you said, like, his job at this point is not that hard. Like, I saw, you know, someone said this on Twitter, and, I, and it is true. Like, he, you know, he, like, he dogged it, like, this last, like, year and, and change. And, like, in part, it was because, like, you know, like, his, like, he he was hurt also. He wasn't, I don't, it, it, I, don't, I, don't I don't agree with that. I want to cut you off on that because here's the thing. What a guy like who's in the stage of Blake Griffin's career, like Blake Griffin is not, um, he doesn't create the climate in the building. Right. You know what I mean? Like his effect on the game is the way that it is because Joe Harris is on one wing and Kyrie and KD is on the court. So when he's like, I don't think he was sandbagging it. In, in at his last stop because he, there they were like Blake put us on your back and take us somewhere and he's not that Blake anymore like oh no, that, no, no yeah and, you know. and, and and to be fair to and to piggyback on what you were just saying like people forget but like in 2019 he was awesome and he was like baby he was an all star like playing 
at not like peak athleticism performance, but like playing really smart and really effective. And they were really fucking good because of literally because of him. But it's fractions of a second. You know, like Blake used to be able to spin off of you and get off the ground so fast that you could not, you know, defend a, a little push shot or him dunking on you. Oh, he just he just was so athletically powerful that you know all of the skill stuff didn't really matter. Now he's not that guy anymore, so he has to you know he has to muck it up a little bit. He has to fall on the ground, you know, right. bulldoze a few people. Yeah, but he's he's built for it. it it's strange. I, he he seems, and it's just one game, so we'll see how they they uh. They change things around, but he seems a whole lot more ready to play the Bucks than he was to play the the Celtics. You see that? Yeah, totally. I mean, look, I my my biggest and and you tweeted about this also in terms of like uh, you know like like how hard are they trying in the Celtics series? But like the biggest um, I guess upside I had in my head about this Bucks series was like they to me the Nets this year are like the classic NFL team that like plays to their competition. And like, and so like, I, I was just the whole time I was thinking like the Nets are playing this Celtics series, and I almost wondered like, are, are they almost like trying to get through this like unscathed, not getting hurt, or whatever? Because like, I think they know it's a wrap, and a lot of those Celtics games to me felt closer for a while than they should have, and like whether, and I don't think that's because the Celtics were so great. I think it was just because like I think the the Nets do kind of play to what they think the other team is going to go go at, what speed it's going to go at. Yeah. Um, they're scrimmages sometimes, man. And even in the playoffs, that one game they lost in Boston, they came out just so listless because it was like, oh, we're going to sweep these guys anyway. There's no Jalen Brown out here. Look at this Marcus Smart's face. He's ugly. He can't be a <laughs> champion and be that ugly. Um, So they never thought they were going to do anything, and they really didn't do anything. Gentlemen sweep. Uh, but... Let's talk about a matchup that everyone was waiting for in this in this in this series. I'm not going to taint your mind. My young esquire, elucidate on the Kyrie Irving and Drew Holiday matchup. What did you say? Um. So it's funny. So if if, if you start going the other way with Kyrie on D, I mean Drew. I mean let's like. Being totally real, like this Bucks team is totally different because of him, and he just like provides a different feel when he's on the court. He's totally in control. He made a couple of shots yesterday that I thought kept the Bucks in the game in like the third and fourth quarter when like it already felt like it was slipping away. Like I think he's just, I think he's just cool as the other side of the pillow. Like he and, and he trusts himself. And and on and on D look like Kyrie is so good and like you've said this a million times and I totally agree like he's got like this more skilled even more hand eye coordinated version of Kobe where it's like even if you have good D on him it like he's going to find his separation like he knows how to get a shot off at any angle he knows how to use the glass better than anybody he can use his left hand go spin either way so like. He is he is going to like create enough space that like it you can have a great defender, but it doesn't necessarily like matter a whole lot. Um, and so, look like I mean, but I'm, I'm but look I was happy because I look Drew was the guy that we were all talking about and we were really and we were really nervous about and I thought he did a decent job, but like it wasn't it wasn't a be all end all. I th- I mean look. I, I thought it was interesting. I mean, they started Giannis on Kyrie to start the game with uh, Drew on on uh, on Harden, right. and that was and, very weird. And, and Tucker on and Tucker on KD, and then they were making switches, you know, during the whole game. But I mean, look, over, overall, like Kyrie, Kyrie got his, and Kyrie, like from an efficiency standpoint, didn't even shoot as well as he usually does, especially from three. Yeah, um, I'm waiting to see Kyrie really bust out and have a. I, I'm crushing everyone game. But, look, Drew Holiday is not on the level of Kyrie Irving. Yep. He he is very physical. Like, going to the, basketball, to, to the basket, he's so big and strong. Like, I could see him just kind of jumping up in the air and both sides of his shoulders just being strong enough of taking him where 
he wants to in and around the basket. So, um, I wouldn't call him unstoppable. No. Right. No. He's he's he he was he was seventeen, nine rebounds, uh, six assists last night. Kyrie Irving, on a night that we would agree, wasn't a great night for him. Right. We, we he was uh, uh, let me see here, uh, eleven of twenty six shooting, forty two percent. That's that's not a Kyrie night, right? Nope. But he still was twenty five. Five and eight <laughs> with with a steal and a couple of other you know kind of cool little defensive things. Kyrie yep. is a superstar. Yep. Drew and not just based off this one game. If you just look at the effect of the overall series, Drew Holiday is a star. He's a good player. He's a some year I'm in the NBA um, All Star game. Some years I'm not. I'm close, but I'm not. He and I don't know if it changes anything. If it's just that, what's the question I think everyone has on their mind um, before we talk about Durant? Is matter of fact, we'll talk about Durant first, and then we'll go to the question that everyone has on their mind, which is, can they win this without Harden? And we'll get back to that. Yeah. What? Like, what? It's it's not a comparison to compare Durant. To Giannis, he does so much more than Giannis does that that's not, you know, I I don't think anybody's arguing that that Giannis is on the same level as KD. But Kevin Durant showed us something yesterday that I I think you know basketball minds need to kind of figure out a way to measure it. When you have Kevin Durant on your team, it so puts other teams in a frenzy to figure out how to stop him that yep. great defenders look terrible. That like Giannis's face walking off the court, he left early. Uh his face was just one of like how the hell am I going to solve this dude? And and it and it must be tough. Seven feet, dribbles like a guard, shoots like the like he shoots like Steve Nash shot the basketball, <laughs> and and at the same time being seven feet, it's crazy what you have to do to stop this guy. And what you see in person, watching the game in real life, is just how fast he is. And if I, I mean, it must look ridiculous on the court because for something that big that fast to move in angles and, and fit in spaces and, and glide through the air like how how uh, Kevin Durant does, it, it must be disheartening for the other team. Like, how, how does it make you feel watching that dude and knowing he's on your side? Yeah, I mean, look, I thought he – I thought he actually had, like – I mean, look, look we, all, we all, like, respect and appreciate him and whatnot, yeah. but I thought – I thought he was awesome on D. I thought he rebounded really well. I thought, and and just like exactly what you said. I mean, you said it perfectly. Like the pressure he puts on t- teams because he's unguardable, but at the same time, like can slice and move in any single way. It just it it puts everybody else on on uh, on thin ice. And like as you said. The scariest thing for the Bucks about, about about yesterday would be like, look, you didn't even get like an insane game out, like out of him. Like he like yeah. he missed said that, that I was expecting that and he also got into foul trouble. Like some of those shots he would miss, like the the, the building was ready to just explode if he hit some of those shots. But but still some of these shots that he hit, man, like I'm telling you my we got home, and my son just was like, he took off all the stuff he was wearing. He put on some old basketball shorts and was doing push-ups and, and jump rope. And he's like, I got to get better. And, I, and that's a hell of a thing. Like, I, I always say that kids play lacrosse now in New York City because the, the Knicks have been so shitty. It, it depressed the, the, 
the an entire generation of basketball players. But my son lost it. Like like he, I bought him a, a, a new Nets one of the mini balls, uh-huh. and uh, it was the strangest thing. Like he just wouldn't. He dribbled the entire way home. He was <laughs> like, he's like that. Like, do you see like how he he goes right and it goes left so fast? That's he's like, is that a crossover? I'm like, yeah, it's a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> but it's inspiring, man. Like, like KD is just a, a force of nature, man. It's a pleasure to watch. You want to um, cap cap your KD thought off? No, yeah, I mean he's like, I mean he is. It's funny, like, everyone, like, people will try to take, like, shots at him or whatever, be like, oh, yeah, the dude just likes to hoop. But it's, like, it honestly is, like, true. Like, the dude is, like, like, him and Kyrie in their own ways, like, are basketball artists and they're, and they're savants of the sport. And they do, they do just, like, see things happening before everyone else does. And, like, they, they find space where there isn't space. Like, it, like it's, it's just kind of crazy when you see the stuff that they're doing and they, you, you, like, like, they have one goal in mind, which is, like, them or someone on their team scoring and they find just different ways to contort their body and get their hands in the right place that like they'll be able to dish it off or be able to score in a way that like other people have never been <laughs> been able to do and it's i mean like it, like the play that everyone went crazy about like that was almost ended up feeling like commonplace at a certain point was like the Kyrie even like the Kyrie like up and under like with left hand like that to him was like, I mean, he does that stuff in his sleep at this point. Like it's, I mean, but it's, but you're like watching it and you're just like, oh my, like, what am I, like, what am I seeing here? It's such a superior level of basketball. And one more person I need to shout out, I'm choking, is Mike James. Who, Mike, who is Mike James? Who, who is Mike <laughs> James? Who, Mike James, <laughs> the one and only, you can't, well, Mike. James, what the hell? <laughs> Where did that come from, partner? I mean, look, as I've said to you before, like, and I think I said it to Bam when he was on, like, when he, when when Mike James is feeling himself, it's it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty scary to be honest. Because why didn't Mike did Mike James get drafted? Like, how how did this happen? This dude looks last. I'm not saying he's better than all of the Knicks point guards, but I wouldn't trade him for any of the Knicks. Did you see how he came off? And I know it all could be lies. I know it could be all a very good playoff defense who focused in and keyed in on stopping and taking away the two superstars. And they tried. It didn't It didn't work very well. I mean, it did work, but not well enough. And then, And it just let... You know the rest of the light skin nets just take off, but <laughs> what the hell is he good or is he just playing with Katie and Kyrie? I mean, both could be true. Look, he's—I don't know, man. He really like. So I was surprised that he still like that he. So he they put him in before Tyler, which always makes me nervous because I'm like the captain of the Tyler fan club, mm-hmm. but. It, it did in a way make sense because they did kind of need that jolt of like extra offense, which like Tyler, a, yeah, and the Tyler ends up being more of a game manager, and right. James is just so fast and he really puts some like life in the ball. You know, it's kind of like the difference between like J- James makes me James to me is a little bit like the 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 relief pitcher that comes in that's a little wild but like throws gas as opposed to like you know like the guy who just gets like ground ball outs or whatever and like. I mean, look, James comes in and like he, he like the defense has to be honest on him because like he's really fucking quick and he's really shifty and he's not like an easy guard. Like he's not just like Tyler who kind of picks his spots and shoots his lefty threes whenever he's got it. You know? No, I wouldn't like, have. I wouldn't have appreciated as much watching it on TV because television has a way of making some very remarkable basketball players look very mediocre. Uh, in I mean his change of direction, and the way he squares up and shoots like you. Could, I don't know if that's coming from playing in Europe. Again, he's not that old. Uh, if you can, while I'm talking, look up how old he is because I'm I'm interested to know that. And 
I'm I'm thinking he's 25. I might be wrong. So he's but so like he's an interesting case because he basically he didn't have to leave the NBA. So like he's 30. He, oh, okay. But he okay. So he's, he's like he a, went uh, to Europe because he just wanted to make money and like and and play more. Like he could have right, stayed in the right. NBA and like done his thing but like he was like no nah, like i'm gonna like be like a star in europe and and uh because i remember when he was on the suns i always thought he was really good like i, I was like this guy can play i have never seen him play good <laughs> so even i mean i've seen him play good for us but not that good he looked like he looked like 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 Utah Darren Williams out there <laughs> for a little bit i mean he only had 12 points let me not over exaggerate yeah <laughs> <laughs> I see it's 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 the light skinnedness like I'm I I think that's what's doing it. Um yeah, Mike James, seven rebounds, twelve points, and he played and he played a lot more than I thought too, so maybe I'm a little bit over exaggerating on the Mike James um <laughs> but he looked really good and he hit some big shots. Big like killing like crush soul crushing shots for uh for the Bucks. Um Oh. I, I I like him regardless. I, I props to Mike James. Great game, guy. Big guy. Oh, and 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 last player we're doing today. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna talk about Joe Harris today. I'm not gonna yeah. talk about Landry Shamit today. I'm not gonna talk about any of those people. But we have to talk about Nicholas, Nicholas Claxton's defense. Yep. He was. It's, dude, he was. He was. He was big time, especially in that Celtic series. He had some games where you're like, uh oh, like is this guy like almost too raw? And then today he, I mean, I mean, sorry, today last night he was, he was big time, man. He really was like a jolt. Yo, did you see the steal he had on Giannis? Yeah. <laughs> he took Giannis's cookies. Like, Giannis was surprised and had to look like, who is this dude? Because it wasn't like it was a little guard who reached in and poked the ball out and, and, and got on a break. This kid is six eleven. He he is when you see it's comical in real life to see him and Giannis stand next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> they look like the before and after photo. This yeah. is me This is me before I went to jail. This is me after I came home. <laughs> this that dude, man, Giannis is a unit and there's a lot of lifting weights in Nick Clack's the future, but that dude balled out. Talk to me about him, and and, and we can just get to the uh, 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 the games coming up. But yeah, I need you to say something nice about my t- say say something nice about my guy Nicholas Claxton. I mean, look, he was. I mean, I was. I there. I totally got to admit, there were games in that Celtics series where I was like, he just oh, looks he like the jitters, whatever. And then yeah, like he just had a couple of. He had just a couple of plays yesterday where you're like, dude, like this is this is a guy who sees the game from a defensive lens at least at this point. Yeah. He'll obviously become better on offense, but like he His sees offense the game like is a so nowhere. And then and I I got to watch the coaching staff on the sideline just trying to coach him, trying to tell him like, you know, go directly to the point, get up up get up above the rim, um. You know, he he just gets caught in, like, no man's land with the ball, and he doesn't have a good enough uh, layup package. I, right. I think I think when he was at Georgia, they must have just let him shoot a lot because his his layup package should be a whole lot better for a, a close-to-seven-footer. Um, I'd, I'd have him do mic and drills <laughs> the entire summer and, and lift weights and eat, and eat ribeyes. Um, it, the kid is great. The kid is... Fabulous. Uh, uh, but I'm I'm gonna move us along, and so we can close out and, and and let the people enjoy the rest of their uh, drives home or or ways to work. Hope hope everybody's rocking with us. Um, yeah, whether it be this evening when we drop this thing or on uh, Monday morning. Uh, I, we we purposely wanted to be a part of a part of that. Uh, because uh, we know that the local sports radio is going to be garbage, when, and we'll talk more about that later, dude. Sure. So game two. If we're honest with ourselves, we know and should expect that 
what we saw was a complete and total aberration. It was a good team that's rusty. We're not getting back Harden. The news on Harden is it's tightness in the hamstring. I think it's worse than that. Um, I I would play it safe. I want to win a championship. I would play it safe, and I wouldn't even I. They would have to figure out unless it's like getting dire. I would try to keep Harden out for as long as I possibly can because he's that important. Uh give me your your take on what's going to be different in game two. So, all right. So this is my big, big takeaway. And it was the second, the second I left the game, I was like, I come, I came out of that game. And let me preface by saying that I have, I have a couple of friends from college who are from Milwaukee and they're big bucks fans. And they're actually like great loyal fans. They're not obnoxious. You know, they're not like the, the guys over at Madison square garden who are brutal. Um, and, and I, like I was texting with them and I was like, I got to tell you guys, I think Budenholzer's coaching performance in game one was one of the worst coaching performances like I have ever seen in my life. Like it was, I thought like I, it, to, to, to the point where like I really wanted to give like Nash a lot of credit and the Nets a lot. And, and look, the Nets, I, as we've said in this whole podcast, deserve a lot of credit. And this is like my my longer little uh, 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 monologue or whatever. But like. I just – he did a couple of things. Like first of all, like the minutes for his starters like were insane. The fact that he like played Giannis like 34, 35 minutes, all those starters in the mid-30s. He played he played the starters together I think it said like 12 minutes in the entire game or 14 minutes in the entire game. I didn't understand it all like having, having Giannis in like uh, letting him take those long twos and him not playing as like a point – point forward like obviously you can't blame can't blame coach bud for the fact that middleton shoot didn't shoot well and that's some that's like the one place where the nets really got lucky from a shooting perspective i think they defended well too i think i think that's the one thing that's switching switching makes it where it's hard for you to um it's hard for you to to you know get your feet set on the perimeter so no, that's I think so. I think that's totally true. But so, like my big takeaway, and it's not really a prediction because as as you kind of already said, like it's so hard to make a prediction off of a game one, especially when you have like a a, a, a humongous event that happens in the first forty seconds, like the Harden injury. But I just like like I think depending on how game two goes, actually says a lot about Coach Bud and like the entire Bucks moving forward because. I mean, there's clearly things that they could do differently going into the next game. But, like, if the Nets win or even if it's close and the Nets lose, to me that says, like, way more about the Bucs than, than it does about the Nets because, like, I don't know, man. I, I just thought there was stuff. I thought there were things that the Bucs could have done, like using Brook in different ways and mm. uh, getting – I mean, they didn't, I mean, like, Forbes was unbelievable they- in the mind series shooting threes he did like nothing he got like he made one garbage time three yesterday like yeah they i did just one thing with book brooke that i haven't seen them do much all year is and brooke brooke dunked on on duran a couple of times which is like like i always say i don't i don't like Durant at center and 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 um at four and and, and five but uh nonetheless he played there and he and he was game if he wasn't very good at all time defending it, but they 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 put Blake in a dunker spot and he did dunk on people. Uh, I did you notice that? Yeah, no, I yeah, no, I definitely, uh, I definitely noticed that. But like, so let me ask you: Do you think am I being too negative towards the Nets by by dissing the Bucks coaching staff so much, or do you think like? Do you think it was just like kind of a hodgepodge of different crap going on and nothing was really settled and it just led to what happened uh, yesterday happening? Because that's why that's why I'm finding tomorrow's game to be uh, like so hard to so hard to judge because I it's, just like look it's and the tough. Nets also passed way the Nets passed way better yesterday than they did in any game in the Celtics series. Like they were moving the ball beautifully yesterday. Right and. You know, my saying is style makes fights. And yep. and it's not even that it's not even the personnel that the Bucks have because they have a personnel advantage. It's the way a button holster holster offense works. It's perimeter based. It starts. It it kind of 
the mechanics of it all kind of begins on the perimeter. And because the Nets switch the way that they do, I think that, that that's almost the dependable part of the, uh, you know, the matchup that they'll play good defense on the perimeter. Now, they missed a lot of opportunity to punish the Nets in down low. We still yep. don't have Jeff Green. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we lose this game. This game is really up in the air in my mind. Like I I if I had to make a prediction, if I had if I was betting money on this game, which I'm not, uh yep. I would um I would bet the Bucks. I to be to be honest, not to win the series. I I would bet the Bucks to scare the shit out of the Nets, get them to a game 3 with with um with uh, a game, uh, a game three where they they uh, they beat um, Milwaukee, and I, I I wouldn't even be surprised if they beat Milwaukee twice as long as they get Jeff Green back. Um, you know when they go to Milwaukee I, tomorrow, if they win, it's also telling. Like I agree with you. Like Nash did a better job coaching against them, and that's because Buttonholzer is runs an offshoot offense of what Mike D'Antoni runs. So what they see in practice is basically they're almost mirror images of each other in in terms of how they they deploy offense. And so it's easier for the Nets. The Nets are built to stop that. And it's something that I didn't even realize until I I watched it. They they're good at protecting the perimeter. And so now it's like for for the Bucks what we're going to find out is is are they going to adjust to that? And We'll see. Do do you give them? Do you give? I mean, I, I your I think your critique of Buttonholzer is right, but if he's as good as they say he is, he'll adjust, right? Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's kind of what I like. That's what I wonder. Like the look the 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 vibe because towards the end of the game, I mean, I was looking at the Nets bench because I, I was I mean the Bucks bench because I had a good view of it from where I was sitting. And they seemed like confident, like they didn't look like they were a team that was like totally distraught about losing the Giannis game. Did. Giannis did. Gian, yeah. Giannis, Giannis looked like he took it to heart. Yeah, but the other guys like Brooke and PJ Tucker and all them, they were kind of like, all right, like we lost the first game, like whatever. But, but uh, and that was just like kind of a body language thing. But like. I don't know. I mean, look, Bud, Coach Bud's got his coaching demons. Like they've, like he has lost series that he's been supposed to win. Like they got. I mean, dude, like thinking back to it, they. I mean, they got embarrassed to the Heat last year, and like they were a more talented squad than that Heat team. Even though the Heat team obviously ends up going to the finals, like it was still a bad, a bad loss. And they've had a right. bunch of. And, and he had bad series losses when he was in Atlanta. Like he's. I think. You know, I think there's when Giannis turns twenty eight. He'll twenty once he gets into that. How old is he? Like what? Twenty six, twenty seven yeah. right now. Uh, once he gets into that twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, he'll he'll ease into to being the best player and figuring out what out what to do. Like I saw him yesterday as being very emotional. I saw him as I saw him, he wants it, man. And you gotta love him for that. You gotta love yeah, Giannis Antetokounmpo for for being the competitor and wanting to win. Um, but wanting something so badly, sometimes you become a nervous wreck. Wanting something so badly, sometimes you lose compo- composure. And he's still a very, very young kid. Uh, I, 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 like I said, I think, I think something. This next game is going to tell us a lot about the series. If they have, if they want to have any shot of beating us, they have to win uh, this game. If they don't win. This series is over. Can you so agree with that? Yeah, so, so <laughs> it's that actually crazy? Really, no, it's funny you say that because actually I was with one of my friends today who's a Bucks fan, and he he asked me, he was like, do you think tomorrow's a must win for the Bucks?" And and I, and, and I in the moment said no, but I mean, you've honestly kind of convinced me, and I guess I've also convinced myself, like, it, it just it, it would just be because of like the obvious adjustments that they need to make and the fact that the Nets like if you're a Bucks fan right like just speaking from like a local sports talk radio perspective if you're a Bucks fan you're saying to yourself like all right it was like the first game after a long layoff uh, Middleton shot like crap like Holiday could have shot better uh, they they got great games out of Mike James and 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 Blake Griffin like. 
that, like that shit's not going to happen again. Like the hard we prepared for Harden to play, he didn't play. Whatever. Like there's a lot of different things you could say. Mm-hmm. If they lose tomorrow, and I know that they could then say like, why? Well, well, now we go back home. Whatever. But it's kind of like I mean, like dude, like I mean, not, like the Nets are without like arguably the most important player on the team. Like it's yeah. you know, like you got like and, and and as we saw with the Dallas and Clippers series, like. It's not like home court. Uh, it's not like home court's the most important thing in the world, anyway. Like, no. no, no, no. I think the Nets have a very strong advantage. You could tell by the games. Like they, they weren't into those regular season games. Uh, I, I thought, I thought the Bucks gave the most effort in those games, anyway. Now they're locked in. They. This was the one for them to steal. To be honest with you, this was the one for them to steal. The next one, they still have a, a a good shot at stealing it because James Harden isn't there, because Jeff Green isn't there. They 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 could catch us, you know, um, you know, kind of flat footed. But I, I honestly, I I um I I if I was betting it, I would bet on them. But if they lose tomorrow, that's it. It's it's there's no shot for them. And usually a playoff. Doesn't start until somebody loses at home. Um, really, game three is the one that should probably say, "Hey, you guys have no shot. You're not coming back." But just kind of reading the tea leaves and where where these guys are m- mentally, we don't need huge games from Blake Griffin and everyone else. I I promise you, Kyrie and 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 Durant are gonna give you thirty each tomorrow. <laughs> So they're gonna have to overcome that. We'll, we'll see if they can. Did you watch any of the um, any of the games today? Like, how, you got an opinion on how how uh, you feel about any of these other teams? So the only thing I was gonna say to you is I was gonna say knowing knowing you the way I know, the way I know you, especially about the Nets. If if the Nets win tomorrow, I already know you're gonna be looking at flights from. Uh, from uh, LaGuardia to to Atlanta for uh, for the Eastern Conference Finals. You got that right. <laughs> <laughs> because I know because I know that you probably as I well as I did. I was following it. I didn't watch that much of the. I watched more of the Clippers game today. But mm-hmm. I mean, watching watch. I mean, watching the Sixers lose is always fun. I mean, obviously, I don't want Embiid to be hurt and like he still played well even with the torn meniscus, right. which is crazy. Right. But. Watching the Sixers lose is always awesome, and I love seeing Doc get out coach because that makes me happy. Um, I want to beat these old teams, these old NBA teams. I, and you know what? There's a part of me that's unhappy that we might be meeting the Clippers at the end because a Nets Clippers, it, you want to beat some of these teams that have that have a few championships, that have that legacy. I'm so mad that we're not gonna slap you know the lakers silly in the finals but utah (laughs) which one of these teams just for prosperity would you like to beat in the finals utah the clippers denver who am i missing (laughs) uh you said the suns the suns like that's gonna suck we're gonna we're not building a classically like you know like we beat the celtics that's a great optic, right? Yeah, right. the Bucks. The Bucks is an original team, you know. Like, hey, the Bucks, right? They they won a championship with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, you know that 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 worked for me. They got it. They're a great team. If we get the Sixers next round, even though I'm rooting for Atlanta, but if we get the Sixers next round, okay, three, you know, one of the original NBA teams. We we we. We basically uh, uh, kill those ghosts, but if at the end it's the Clippers, I, I don't like. I don't want to buy that DVD. <laughs> I want to buy yeah. the DVD of the Nets beating. I don't know Utah. Okay, I'll take Utah. So, Utah, like the so the here's here's my thing. The Clippers to me, it, from a finals perspective, when when I'm like watching the finals and like and I don't have a, a real rooting interest in it. Right. Then I care about legacy, and to me, the Clippers thing would be cool because I like the Kawhi versus uh, versus KD yeah. argument. Those are those are good, and like you know, like any any either one of them like getting a title to then like try to chase like LeBron and all that shit. Even though obviously, like that, all those debates are kind of over anyway. But like, yeah, I mean, like Nets Jazz definitely doesn't like 
get me amped and and like uh, neither did this team was whole last year we would have we would have played like let's say katie doesn't get injured in the finals and he comes to us semi-injured but not as injured as he ended up becoming injured fully torn achilles um and we could have got him in the playoffs last year. We would have won. We would have beat that Laker AD and 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 LeBron. We would have beat that team, wouldn't we? I mean, I mean yeah. I, I can't. I mean, look, I can't stand. I mean, I I vehemently root hard against against, against uh, LeBron. Like I, I I rooted for the Lakers when when Kobe was there. But I I, I still can't believe that. The, I mean, the Lakers went six against the Heat last year. And the Heat were not only like not a great finals team relative to other Eastern Conference teams, but like. Bam had one shoulder and Dragic couldn't play. Like, yeah. to go six how, against that was pathetic. How dare he say that was the hardest? That was the hardest the um, finals yeah, to win. I can't nonsense. Put the whole narrative setting shit. I don't do. Put your cleavage away, LeBron. He came out yeah. with excuses and try to like, you know, deflect it, deflect our attention by showing gold chains resting in his in his man cleavage. Fuck that, LeBron. You got your ass whooped, and you're old now. It's over. You're not catching. You're not catching Kobe. You're not catching LeBron. I mean, you're not catching um, Michael Jordan in championships. Lay it down. Uh, and and I feel bad for you, AD. You should have found a way to get to the Nets. That's <laughs> together. Yeah. I mean. So, dude, you you did you see anything that scared you from any of these teams? Like I, I'm telling you, Milwaukee is the team that scares me the most. Oh yeah, I've I've been tweeting it. I know you have as well. Like as well, I I think the win, the winner of this series because look, if the Nets lose this series, like we're gonna have to give our props to the Bucks to the point where, like I'm the, I'm gonna absolutely think the Bucks are winning the title. So I keep saying like I think the winner of the series is winning the title. Like I think it's, I think that I think that's it. Like I mean, unless like you know, God forbid, like Giannis gets hurt or the Nets win this series, but then have another major injury or something like that like i uh like i think the, i just like these i honestly think these are the two best teams in the league right now I, I i agree i agree i don't this the sixers showed me something coming all the way back it showed me that atlanta doesn't really have that series under control they played amazing and they still ended up in sixers played bad and they still ended up in a close game um relatively relatively speaking yeah um, I I I think the Sixers still beat Atlanta. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think so. They also, I mean, Doc did a really dumb thing where he had he had Danny Green playing on Trey for like the first half, even though you got yeah. like Tybal and Simmons there. Like, I just didn't. That's like <laughs> what was why you, what was he thinking? <laughs> it's like, it's the old thing. It's like the old vet. Yeah, I need the crafty vet out there with my young guys. It's stupid. Yeah. I just don't – I do not get that at all. It's and the, like, it's the oh, he has championship pedigree thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, look, Doc has had a, enough bad losses that – he Doc's getting close to erasing his 08 title with the amount of bad losses he has. Yeah, he, he's had some bad playoff losses. Um, and, and I also don't like the way they're, they're you know, uh, using Embiid. I don't want Embiid to be hurt before we beat them. He oh, no, yeah. He could get hurt during the series in the last game, and he could go home hurt. But I want to send him home. I want to send I want to send Joel Embiid home, not because he's a bad guy. He's a lovable guy. He's a lovable guy. I just want to increase the desperation of uh, of Eastern Conference teams. I want to I want them to do crazy stuff so that we can have a fun summer of NBA rumors. And, and I want teams to ruin themselves because. They went against the Nets, and they were like, "This team can only get better over the next year if they, years if they get if they stay healthy." Well, you're already plotting, which I love. You're already plotting <laughs> the, the Nets' next big three with Tatum coming. Yeah, I mean that's a few years down the road, but still, I I see it. I see, like I swear, if you guys would, it was so out of everyone's mind that nobody noticed it but me. There was always <laughs> too much compliments going on between KD and the Nets since 2016. And and for that article to come out saying that, yeah, I really thought it was between Nets and, and, and Golden State in 2016. You know, I, I wanted to win championships, so I went there. But I, I, I thought about it for a second. It was, it's, it was one of the two. 
and it it's that's the game you 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 flatter you send roses verbal ones and you tamper so uh, <laughs> give it another 3 years he's going to try to break all the records and scoring titles and all NBAs and try to be MVP and all of that but then when he turns about 26 27 28 he'll be a Brooklyn net you'll see <laughs> honestly, I'm ready I'm ready for anything but like it I do agree with you like if they can win the title this year they're 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 definitely it's set in seeds because you know if they don't win, it's going to become such a like a first take story and yeah. whatever. But like if they can win this year, it's really it's gonna it, it will send sh- like shockwaves. I do feel I do agree with you on that. The the thing that happens it's 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 not somewhere in the middle. It's not if you go seven in the finals. You have to be viewed if if the Nets win a championship, players don't see it as. Kyrie, KD, and Harden won the championship per se. They're saying that in that environment, guys could come together and win a championship. Players feel like that about the Lakers. Players feel like, and, I, and it's not even real with the Lakers. They, they, it's, it's more about LeBron. But players feel like that about the Heat. If I get to my to the Heat, Pat Riley's gonna GM Magic our way, you know, Svengali our way to to a, a championship. If Sean Marks wins a chip, players will look at him as someone who could lead them to the promised land. Whether Nash is here, I don't know if he's a if he's a lifer coach. I'm shocked Jason Kidd is like such a per, you know, pursuant of, you know, person who's in in pursuit of uh yeah. of being a coach and and about to take another head coaching job. And, and, t- and took an assistant coaching job after being fired as a head coach. Like that tells you, you you're trying to learn the profession and you're trying to stay in it. I, that shocked me about Jason Kidd. But if they win the championship, my young Sam, uh, this year, then you're gonna just see a rotation of of superstar players coming here because one, the city you just you just can't beat being young and living in Brooklyn and partying in Brooklyn, partying in Manhattan and 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 just being kings of of this particular city. Uh you can't beat that. And then if you can trust that an organization, the place you go to work every day, all of that is just grade A top notch and you know it and players tell you it and other players tell like Alize Johnson is on the phone right now with people with other NBA players like Boy, like they got masseuses that just come out of closets out of nowhere. This it's the greatest thing <laughs> to play in um in Brooklyn. And that's and that's really what it's like. And uh so I, I think we're gonna become a factory if we, we just gotta win this year. Are we still winning this year, Sam? I still I still feel okay. I thought I thought getting that game one win meant a lot. I'm just I'm it meant, about it you. meant everything. It meant everything. Then it's till tomorrow because I think as we and you've like if they lose tomorrow then it's like all right we're basically now we're playing now we're playing a best of five we got to win three like wh- when is Harden coming back when's Jeff Green coming back like what's the what's the deal but you win tomorrow you just get you're getting a lot a lot a lot of breathing room like absolutely absolutely they they win tomorrow it's over that's that's why I kind of don't think they're they, they're gonna win tomorrow but even if they lose tomorrow I'm not worried it's we have a lot of firepower to come back. The fact that we won without Harden and without without Jeff Green, who's super valuable to us. Yeah, no, just, I mean, you, yeah, yeah, oh. something special's happening with us, man. That I, I felt magic at, at at in the building the other night. You didn't feel the magic, Sam? No, I, I, I honestly, I totally. I'm trying. There was one moment. I forgot what it was. It might have been. Huh, Am I, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember if it was if it was the Claxton block, or it was one of the, or it may have been one. Oh, oh, do you know what? Actually, the Shamit dunk actually got me really amped because I was happy for him. Also, I, I was so thrilled for Shamit. <laughs> yeah, because he also shot poorly at the beginning, and it was clear that Nash went away from him a little bit because his because you know Shamit's just like I mean, we, me and you have been saying this forever. Like when he's feeling himself, the whole team is happy for him. But when he's yep. down on himself, he's like. 
the guy in your friend group that is just like, oh man, like Landry's oh, really, no. like, it's like, oh, like Landry can't get a date for like prom. Like this sucks. <laughs> and now he wants <laughs> to hang out with us. Drag yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a downer. Like this blows, but like so he got the dunk and, and then him and Kyrie chest bumped. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, Land- yeah. I was like, Landry just got a date. Like we're good. Yeah. He got a girl to DM him. It's, it's exactly. <laughs> Yo, my man. I'm going to call it a night. Yeah, let's do it. We're going to win this fucking championship. And even if we don't do very well, but if we win this next joint, it's over. For my man, at Samuel LaChow, I'm at Eve Darboos. We are the front office, and we out of Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.